Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hi, I'm Alexandra. And I'm Anna, and we are the Russian Sisters. Welcome to our podcast. A show we created to talk about hard things. And also to bring some levity to your lives. Alexandra is a mom and occupational therapist. And Anna is a school counselor. And together we share our life stories. And crazy adventures. We aim to make you smile. And let you know, you're not alone. You're not alone. You are not alone. Enjoy our latest episode from The, the Russian, Russian Sisters. Sisters. Hi, everyone. Hey. So glad to be back with you again. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm hanging in there on this kind of cloudy afternoon we got going on here. It is kind of gloomy, but that's not going to stop us from being sunshiny today. (laughs) No, it may make me want to curl up and watch a movie and go to bed. Oh, I kind of want to do that too. It is kind of folly. I'm dressed like it's almost winter. That's true. Even though it's 80 degrees outside. That is also true. But it's kind of fits with the back to school thing. It does. And football season being back. Correct. Friday night lights are going to kick back up mm-hmm. again. And you're just prepared. I am prepared. I'm getting into the mood. Not so much for pumpkin spice folly things. No. No, because I don't like that very much. But mm. for peppermint thingies and chocolate. That's right. Chocolate and just peppermint things. Very soon our uh, chocolate peppermint things are going to go up in price for like three months. <laughs> Can't wait for that inflation. I know, right? <laughs> Hopefully they don't run out of the peppermint syrup this time. Right. Do you guys remember that when we came back from our trip back West and we learned that there was a peppermint shortage Yeah, and chicken and chicken. I know that was weird. Peppermint chicken. Who would have thought (laughs) that's weird. (gasps) Yes. Can you imagine what your peppermint chicken farm would be like? Do you remember? I don't know if you ever did the celestial seasonings tea tour from Boulder. Oh yeah. Did you ever do that? Yeah. And that peppermint room it like. Yes. Yeah. Exactly that. The peppermint tea needs to be in its own room because it's so potent. Aromatic. (laughs) Yeah. I would say, yeah, no, it, it makes your eyes water and it's so strong. Can you imagine like your peppermint chicken part of your farm? Like your peppermint chickens need to be separated from your rest of your chickens. I don't even know what's happening right now. (laughs) I'm just, I rolled with it. I rolled with that beautiful bean footage. Remember that commercial? You sure did. We're reminiscing quite a bit right now. (laughs) Bush's baked beans. Is that what that was? (laughs) The dog that talks. Yes. Uh (laughs) Just so you guys know, this I think is the third or fourth time now we've tried to record this. Anna and I are having some audio issues. So we are literally cramped together to try and record this for you guys to get it out late this week while Anna has a hurt shoulder and she can't sit still. And we just keep bump. I keep bumping her. And then it's just, we are kind of hot messes today. I am experiencing some nerve issues. <laughs> okay. So things have been a little stressful this week. It was a big week. I will talk about that in my update about additionally why it's so stressful, but I think my body decided to manifest it physically. And like since school got back, so for about a week, I've been sleeping kind of funny, which happened 
happens. Like things are a little bit more stressful in weird ways that they weren't in the summer. And so I've been having like leg cramps and you know, when you get the Charlie horse and you're like, and so I almost had Charlie horses, but it gets to the point where I can just like eke out without going into full blown, like, oh my God, my calf is on fire mode. But anyway, my, I slept wrong and my shoulder has been kind of funky. And so I was over here the other night for book club and Alexandra let me borrow one of her massage thingies. It's this plastic S with some knobs on it. No, or it's called a Theracane. Yeah. Yeah. That thing (laughs) or a big blue plastic S with knobs (laughs) on it. And so I went to town on my shoulder because I was like, oh, this is really sore. Well, the next morning I woke up with a pinched nerve (laughs) and it's like radiating pain all the way down to my fingertips. And it happens to be the hand that my dominant hand, my dominant arm that I do everything with. And I, I realized when I took a shower that day, when it first happened, how painful it was to try and wash my hair or do any of life's activities, including brushing my teeth, but I did them anyway. Mm. So yes, as Alexandra said, we are hunched together (laughs) trying to do this for the umpteenth time so we can get an episode out to you. And I can't stop shaking. And she happens to be sitting on the side of me that is spasming and, um, nervy. So we probably should have rethought how we're sitting. And Anna just, I was going to say, you just perpetually have a dead arm. I, <laughs> don't make fun of me. <laughs> I realize also because of the fashion in which we're doing this one, we probably um, should have turned our video on <laughs> just for fun. to capture this whole thing oh my gosh. for posterity's sake, because yes, it is right. comical. It is. I had a thought and then lost it. And I thought it was funny, but I guess I missed oh, it. For I it. like when you have thoughts. Yes. That are funny, especially. It's very thoughtful. <laughs> Well, maybe you're not thoughtful right now because it went away. Well, who Mm. knows? Anywho, we are glad to be here with you guys. Yeah. How we are here. We we showed up. Yes. So let's talk about back to school for you. Oh boy. Yeah. Things were really awesome. I think that first day, I at the end of the first day, I might've been like, oh boy, this is going to be some sort of a year because there was so much energy coming from our sixth graders. And we had about 30 or to 40 like new students, including seventh and eighth graders who came on that first orientation day. And the energy was so frenzied that day, but excellent. Like it was really exciting to see all the new students. And I was very excited about that. And we had a whole marvelous day plan planned out for them. So all was well. But at the end of the day, I was like, oh boy, tomorrow's going to be really interesting. And I was kind of preparing for the worst of the storm. I really was. And then I was pleasantly surprised when Wednesday and Thursday came around and I was like, oh, it wasn't like nearly what I thought it was going to be to the point that people in my pod, our support team people, we were like, wow, that was really kind of weird. It went smooth these days. And we were all very excited about what this year was going to hold because of how chill and smooth it went. That's pretty amazing considering that on that first day, you had mentioned to me that it was a day. And I thought, uh oh, because that's usually how, how it is in May and we're in August. Yeah. And it's funny you say that. Well, it might have been funny that I was like, oh boy. But I did comment to a teacher like toward the end of that first day, that orientation day, I did comment to a teacher, is it May yet? And he chuckled and I was like, good, because that's that the chuckle was the response I was hoping for. And I wasn't really wishing that the school year was over, but I was kind of like, oh boy, it's going to be, it's going to be something. And it's turned out to be quite fine. That's good. I reached out to a few of my educator friends and it seemed to be the same thing across the board of, it used to be that you just kind of ramped up slowly, you know, the first day and the excitement, but it seems like nowadays it's just zero to 60. 
that first day. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like for us, it might've been, um, zero to one twenty because oh, we, okay. yeah, we didn't have time to chill with the ride with the wind in our hair or anything. <laughs> no, we like hit the road and we went like to 120 super fly fast. And so much so bugs were flying in our faces and we'd use the windshield wipers to try and get them off. And we just end up with a smeary mess. Yeah. Did you get some sap on there too? Got some sap. <laughs> Don't you hate that when you like park under a tree and you're like, the shade is going to be so nice. And then you come out and it's all like dotted with sappy glue. I still have not caught on when I go into a parking lot and notice that all the shady spots are still open <laughs> and why they are. Even with the sap that is still on my windshield that has not come off yet. I know. You look at everyone else and you're like, fools, I'm going to get this shady spot. And then you realize why. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Between the bird poop and the sap. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and the squirrels and the rabbits and yeah. snakes. Um, and- <laughs> well, she just keeps going. Foxes. <laughs> hog. Gotta feed the hog. Gotta feed the hog. Um, I'm glad that it's actually been enjoyable so yeah, far. Thank you for asking. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I'll talk about myself for a second here. Yeah, do that. I want to yeah. hear all about you. How are well, you? Well, there's not a whole lot going on here, but we'll <gasps> we'll chat about it. I mean, that could be a good um, thing. Well, I do have something to comment on with the schools. But before that, I tend to get this idea in my head that I can get certain projects done. And I use the mentality I had before I had a child. And I find that now having a child, everything takes like three to four times longer to do anything. But I am grateful that my backyard has come around quite nicely. It has. I'm looking at it. It's beautiful. <laughs> the flowers are blooming, which they is really are. nice. It's- um, it just made me realize too, when we were just trying to record this and had another epic fail that we had what looked like a dragonfly smack into my back door. Yes. Let's set this up. My back is to the door <laughs> and Alexander was facing that way. And I we hear, we're starting our audio and we hear this thud and look at each other and like, what? the heck was that? I thought it was a dog pawing at the door until I realized she was already inside. No. Yeah. So that was interesting. I need to go check for a dragonfly, make sure everything's kosher outside. It's because your cleaning lady did such a great job with the windows. She did. She did. And so it, it is nice. It's it's kind of nice to come home to a clean house. I know that sounds really first world problemish, and I know very privileged, very privileged, but I decided that that was something we needed in our house. Yeah, but we've talked about that before, right? The level of like what for some people is an extra for others is a necessity. And I, and I think it's just all relative. I will comment back on your garden as I was looking out at the flowers, like I'm loving the two feet it takes up in your 30 (laughs) feet of bark dust out there. We've talked about (laughs) my lack of simple math skills, even though I support elementary school children and work with children. I was not catching on to my square footage of that. So it will increase. I just measured wrong. And it obviously looks like I measured wrong. (laughs) One patch of the backyard at a time. I mean, it looks really great. It's centered and beautiful, but it's right. Yeah, it's just in the center. And I I can't wait to see what it will be. Mm. Your mom's helping me do that. So I'm very excited. My mom does like gardening. She does a very good job with planning. She has a green thumb. And I wish that that was passed down Mm. to me. But I don't have that. Like, I have a hard time keeping things like aloe or bamboo. I was going to say, I have two plants inside my house, and one is a bamboo, which started to die, and I luckily was able to revive it. And then I have this, like, ancient old plant that our mother gave me a start for and I forget it's literally an eyesight every day and I forget to water it the poor thing and then I have to talk to it and tell it 
it's okay. You I'll, can do it. Yeah. Yes. Anyway. Okay. So things are going well for us. Buddy is back in full-time daycare. He loves the little crew he's with. And I, it's August and I have to start thinking about preschool. Mm. And here's why it's weird where we are. And I don't know how it works anywhere else, but not every elementary school here in the district where I live has a preschool. Preschool is not mandatory. Kindergarten is not even mandatory. However, in practice, teachers will kind of keep track of kids who've had preschool and haven't. So even though Buddy gets preschool curriculum at his daycare, if something comes up for him or if he is not transitioning well into kindergarten, they will look at that and then come talk to parents. And I've even had those conversations about here are some gaps we're seeing and here's what you can do to close those gaps. And there's really no reason for me to really be that stressed about it, except for the fact that my home elementary school does have a preschool and there's no guarantee that Buddy will get into it. And he could have gone, he's three now, so he could have gone this year, except I didn't get my stuff together because it's December when you have to make the decision. And I was like, how, how do I even know how to make a decision? I don't know if anyone else has this, but I would say in our district, and I've talked to other parents, there isn't anything that comes from like a pediatrician's office about it. There's no way for people to track that I have a three-year-old to give me information to say, hey, enrollment is coming. The only reason why I know is because I've worked in schools and I have educator friends to say, hey, enrollment is coming up. There's no way of knowing which schools you can apply to. It's a lottery. So I have to choose three schools and then see if I get into any one of them. No guarantee again. In fact, Anna has a colleague who, well, you share this story. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah. One of my colleagues who's an administrator, her son was waitlisted at um, a school that has a preschool. So the the one that she would be referred to would be like her home preschool. So she was waitlisted. And at one point she was number one on the waitlist. And then I'm not quite sure what happened, but she ended up like eight or nine on the waitlist. And now she's like, my kid doesn't get to go to preschool. An administrator in the district, her homeschool, and her kid couldn't get into preschool. What is up with that? Yeah. And to have to make that decision. And I was even asking, do they open tours for parents to go? Because I haven't heard of anything like that. There's no open house to go check out the different, because I'm particular being an OT, I'm pretty particular with the education system and being able to check out the area. I have definitely worked in preschools that had so much going on inside them that they would come to me and say, Hey, we think these kids have sensory issues. And I'd say, no, your classroom is a sensory issue. Like there's way too much going on. Right. It's just, I think a hot mess. Well, and then to complicate it even more, which again, I'm just working on letting it be surrendering and he'll end up just fine and where he needs to be. But apparently in our district now there is decreased enrollment. So my question is where are people going? Because the amount of building and construction in our area is exorbitant right now. Like there's even brand new condos that were put in down the street from me on the way to buddy's daycare. There's a whole new development coming. And I'm like, well, where are these people going? Because maybe like whoever's moving in here doesn't have kids, but schools are having to be absorbed. I don't know. I don't know. And that's what they were saying about our County for a while is that it's aging up. So we're an aging community as a county. And then also um, with the housing 
prices, families weren't able to move in here and afford housing, which is, you're right. It's ridiculous. I think that the amount of housing that's being built, I'm like, yes, who's moving in here and where are your children? Are you having children? Are we like in a generation that's not having children? If you're having children, are you not sending them to public school? Like where are the children? One, that people can't get into preschool because of wait lists. And at the same time, we're looking at closing down elementary schools or combining elementary schools. I think I was caught up on the fact that you said kindergarten is not compulsory. Yeah, it's not. So it used to be that you could have, right, we had half day kindergarten. And then when it went to, I can't recall if it was that it wasn't free at that time. I don't think kindergarten was necessarily free at that time. And so when it went to being free, then everyone went to full days, or maybe it was just everyone went to full days, but it's not. And so the problem is most people will get their kids into school for kindergarten, but it's just those gaps. Because unfortunately, the other thing as an OT that gets me is that developmentally, what is happening in kindergarten is not developmentally appropriate. It's kindergarten is now what used to be first grade. Mm -hmm. So, um, and it's interesting, I'll say, because I'm not fully back in schools working as an OT, but I am supporting through a company that I signed on with. I am supporting a school contract and it's a charter school and they're K-8. And I like that they're a dual language program because I would love to get Buddy into a dual language program. We don't have anything close to us for that, but it's very interesting walking into one of those classrooms because it's definitely more aligned. And I haven't really research the school very much, but it definitely more aligns with a classical academy. The kids have their uniforms, like they have desks at the appropriate size. They're sitting, everyone's facing forward. They have alternative seating, but it's not like the classrooms are designed that way, which is very different than where I came from. Mm. So it's just, I don't know. And I walked into a kindergarten classroom and Oh, no, just kidding. It wasn't kindergarten. It was first grade. You know, they knew all their letters and everything, but they were just starting to blend their sounds and put them together in first grade, which in our county, in our home schools, like where Buddy would go is what they do in kindergarten. I think that's why I'm so confused that kindergarten isn't compulsory. And yet the standards for kindergarten have changed so much so that when kids who don't go to preschool come to kindergarten, they're already set further behind and then identified as not meeting the standards, then put on plans so that people can support their lack of growth and then help them grow one or two years growth. And then imagine like for a school system or any school system that claims to be equitable or have equity as a priority, that just seems ass backwards to me, <laughs> like completely effed up. Like you're already classist with your system and your standards and not supporting children whose parents can't afford to send them to preschool. So then they show up in kindergarten thinking they're going to learn their ABCs and one, two, threes. And teachers are like, man, you need to know that already if you're going to be here. And if you don't, something's wrong with you and you have a learning disability and you need to be on an individualized education plan. Like what? What is up with that? Yeah. Society. I wasn't even planning on talking about that, but Man, we've derailed just a little bit, but I was going to talk about glow up, but <laughs> I know, no, we're getting to that because because we do want to talk about that. But yeah, so that's kind of what's been on my mind as I'm trying to plan, talk to Buddy's daycare provider. And I was like, oh my gosh, are you retiring anytime soon? Because I just need to know that I can... I don't know what's happening right now. I'm I'm a hot mess. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. So anyway, that's been what's kind of going on and me just figuring out life as always. 
Well, aren't we all? You are not alone, Alexandra. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> thanks, Anna. Mm-hmm. You aren't either, because apparently we're sitting right next to each other. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Have you ever thought, I'd love to have a podcast just like this one? Well, I can help. My name is Matt Kundal, and everyone at my company, the Sound Off Podcast Network, had a hand in making this show. Whether it was about the sound, the discoverability, or that you're just enjoying the show, we are all about the detail. If you think you have a podcast in you, reach out to me via email, matt at soundoff.network. Or check out the website and become one of the great podcasts we work with at soundoff.network. Talk to me about glow up. We're going to switch and do something more fun. Talk to me about glow up. Okay. So the other day, perhaps it was just yesterday. I, when I came home from work, I needed to do some work from home. And you all know that my usual go-to shows are things like Dateline or really dark docu-series. Like I just killed my dad or no, that's a real one on Netflix. Yeah. Or like worst roommate ever with like the people who murder people and bury them in the backyard and the people living with them don't know, right? Like those shows, I'm like fascinated by the psychology of those. And you guys know that. But last night I was not in the mood for one of those shows. <laughs> so I I went to Netflix and it popped up Glow Up, right? And it's the show, it's um a competition for people who are aspiring makeup artists or maybe are makeup artists at like a department store or just went to school to be a makeup artist and they compete here in front of like really well-known makeup artist people um, and then do all these competitions. And it's really cool and they're very creative. So anyway, Alexandra called me during the show yesterday while I was doing some work and watching the show in the background. And I forget. I thought maybe it's just called Glow. There's another show that was supposed to be yes. like the 80s. Yeah, that's where Glow. Okay. Mm-hmm. Where the, they're like fighters, but it's... Yes. Okay. Or like roller skating. I was going to say, derby, isn't there... Like Yes. So that's what I thought she was watching. And I was like, okay, I mean, you know, Stranger Things and Kate Bush's song is super popular now. Maybe Anna just wanted to bring back the 80s. (laughs) Um, But here's my story about makeup artists, because I was asking Anna if these are like makeup artists who are trying to get into to do like the Grammys and the award shows or people who want to get on like TV shows and transform the actors. I recently just got a kick. I was struggling with sleep. And so I decided to watch almost all of the Pirates of the Caribbean um, movies. I got through four of them. Mm, Huzzah. Yeah, there's five of them. I didn't even know there was five, but there's five of them. And I got through four. And so there's definitely makeup and transformation there with some of the pirates. So bear with me on this story. Years ago, when I was in college... Actually, it was last year. Just kidding. Uh, When I was doing undergrad, I had an internship. I studied criminology, which cracks me up that Anna is so fascinated with Dateline because it must run in our family or something. So I did criminology. I was planning on doing pre-law. wanted to be a lawyer. Definitely didn't go in that direction. And I was interning with the university. That's right. Not the local city police department, but the university police department. 
And they were telling me about an opportunity where they needed volunteers for drills because all of the first responders needed to do a drill. And so they took us out. I said, all right, cool. I don't know what this is, but I will try this out. So I had my car. There's a reason why that's important. And I go out and there's this old train yard with a bunch of train cars. And we all volunteer and there's a makeup artist there and we just get handed. They literally came through. I think there was like 15 or 20 of us and just hand us cards. Essentially what ends up happening is that And I'm so sorry, you guys, I didn't do like a sensitivity alert on this. But anyway, the scenario was there was an active shooter, there's a train crash, and there's a bunch of us that are on there. And we each get a card that says, do we survive or not? And the first responders who are new trainees have to come on the train and uh, basically go through each person. Okay. Triage. There you go. That's the word, triage. Mm -hmm. It's been a few years since I've had to Mm -hmm. do any of this Mm -hmm. stuff. So the makeup artist, for some reason, he's like, I'm really excited for what I have planned for you. And I'm like, oh my gosh. So he decides, and again, sensitivity alert. I remembered the story and then had to have a talk with myself over sensitivity alert. But essentially what he ended up doing was he gave me a gunshot wound. And the amount of detail that he put into this, I'm not going to go into that detail because I've already given the sensitivity warning. But there is kind of a chuckle to this. So I'm on the train and, right, there's all these different things. They talk about rigor. They talk about, like, being mindful of these things. I'm like, I don't know. I don't know how long it takes for a body to go into rigor. Like, I should have asked Anna because she was into those shows. Essentially, there were several new people who saw the makeup on my face Mm -hmm. And had to walk out of the train car. Now, I didn't really see my full picture. I didn't like I they just put me on the train. So I'm like, you know, trying to act it up. I, you know, was this horrible aspiring actress who thought that maybe I'd be discovered on the train with this makeup. So the drill ends and everyone just leaves, right? There's no way to like pull the makeup off or do anything. Like they're just like, okay, see you. Bye. Thanks so much. So I get in my car to drive back to my apartment. Oh my God not realizing Mm -hmm. what I look like. Mm -hmm. I'm at a red light Mm -hmm. and I start hearing the screaming and I look over and there's this couple (laughs) on the corner who is like getting out their phones screaming and I'm like fully awake, right? Like my eyes are open. I'm alert. I'm holding on to the steering wheel because I have this massive wound. I mean, he really went to town on it. Like he really put a lot of detail in it and they're screaming. And then I'm like trying to wave at them, not thinking I could just roll down the window and tell them I'm okay. But I'm like, I'm okay. Trying to scream at them. And then the light turned green and I just stepped on it and went through the light. So, I mean, it's funny, not funny. When I, when I took my break from school counseling and worked for the state and school (laughs) safety, we were training school districts on incident command systems and NIMS and national incident management system and all that stuff that comes from the feds and the Department of Homeland Security in the U.S. of A., we would train school systems on what the feds do for emergency management and response. And counties will do these full massive drills, such as Alexandra is talking about, 
to include the makeup and get, you know, people to portray victims or different people who partake in the emergency so that the first responders know what to do, exactly what she just said. There have been schools who engage in such drills as well as part of their like county stuff or like law enforcement or first responders will use schools to practice those Mm -hmm. things, Mm -hmm. especially at the high school level. And it used to be, and I don't think it's this way anymore because trauma (laughs) <laughs> but like they wouldn't even hire. They would get these high school aged actors or people who were in the drama clubs to like participate in these drills and then do the makeup and the whole thing. And then after doing that a few times and exposing young people to this, they realized how traumatizing it was for people. And so they kind of backed off on that and stopped using students. Thank the Lord, because yeah, I don't, I mean, at first I'm sure people were like, this is a really good idea and we're just acting. But then when you realize like what they're acting out and people who aren't professionals are exposed to things like this. And like, I can only imagine the couple on the sidewalk being like, oh my God, this poor child driving her car. Like, how is she driving her car looking the way that she is? And you're like, la, la, la. Like, can you imagine if you went through a drive-thru, you're like, got hungry on the way home. And you're like, I need a cheeseburger meal. <laughs> I can only imagine. Well, and the stuff wasn't easy to get off either. So it's not like I could just pull it off of, of it wasn't my like neck and off my face. Or no. anything. I mean, it was, but it was, it was pretty glued on there. Mm-hmm. So I spent quite a bit of time scrubbing my face after. I will say... For the county where we are, they do have a school that has clothes that they use for those Mm -hmm. drills now. So my office used to be in one of the temps attached to that school. So every once in a while, and luckily security got better about giving us a heads up because every once in a while, like pull up, be like, gotta go do some paperwork and work on my IEPs. And there'd be like a guy from security with a shotgun right outside the temp where they'd like call the drill over the sound system. And I'd be like, I just, am I good? He'd be like, yeah, you're fine. You're fine. I'm like, okay, thanks. Pardon me. Excuse me. Excuse me. Please don't bust into the temp. Yeah. I don't want to play a victim again. (laughs) I I already played that role. I know. And I wasn't discovered. That's already on my CV. (laughs) I need to be a hero this time. Uh Mm. I will say, and this is you guys, this is full disclosure. You guys are going to think I'm probably weird, but keep listening because we are funny. That I, (laughs) so I used to be a big fan of law and order. I would watch all of those clearly as a criminology student, but I, I wasn't one who wanted to be a detective on those shows. I wanted to be one on like one in the coroner's office. I know it's very weird. The thing sometimes to be a medical examiner. No, I wanted to be like the victim because of the makeup that they do. (laughs) Like I have practice. (laughs) I'll be the extra. You guys, you guys open up my chest and make it look like you can actually see my innards. No, um, a little, I need a little more gray, a little more gray to my face. I want to reassure all of you who are listening. uh, That is no longer an aspiration. (laughs) I don't talk about this with buddy. I am in fact, a pretty decent mom (laughs) and I don't watch law and order anymore. I do watch my British crime shows, but I don't watch law and order anymore. And that is not something that I wish to do anymore. I'm glad to hear that. Thank you. (laughs) This is actually kind of fun being side side by side with the same microphone. (laughs) I feel like we're on SNL, except they all had their own microphones for the Christmas special. They did. Thank you. Mm -hmm. You're welcome. (laughs) It's amazing. And we don't have headphones on. So Mm. this really doesn't have anything to do with the story that you just shared. Only other that we were talking about schools in the beginning of the school year. And oh my gosh, I cannot believe I forgot to mention this earlier. 
Yesterday was Ukrainian Independence Day. Oh. And Ukraine celebrated 31 years of independence. And the reason that this is so important or something that I want to highlight is it's also was six months to the day Mm -hmm. since Russia invaded. And what made it special for me is that at my school, we have a student who is a Ukrainian refugee. Her parents sent her here over the summer, her and her sister, to live with some extended family near my school. And of all places in the universe, she landed at my school. And what I think is cool about that is that I have been able to practice my Russian with her. That's fantastic. Yes. It's like I had to dust off the Russian words in the recesses of my brain, and it's been hilarious for me and comical on so many levels. Did you um, get your pocket Russian book out? I didn't. Russian dictionary. We have Google now, Alexandra. (laughs) Google. Google Translate does that. Oh, yeah. Have you used the translate? She does with me sometimes okay. because um, Ukrainian, as many of you can guess, is a little bit different than Russian, but she does speak enough Russian and I speak enough Russian that we're really trying. And she told me the other day, she said this in Ukrainian Russian, my Ukrainian is better than my Russian. And I was like, my Russian is not good. <laughs> <laughs> my like, English is better. Than- <laughs> yeah. And in my broken Russian, I was like, I studied at university long ago. <laughs> <laughs> and she was like, really? And I was like, yes. <laughs> anyway, I feel like I feel very blessed to be able to communicate with this student because otherwise her English is extremely limited and she would like really be that lost soul, not really knowing how to connect with anybody. But the other day she asked if I would meet up with her and she asked if I would come see her and she needed some help with her computer and logons, which she says login. It was so <laughs> cute because the I in Ukrainian yeah. is an E and um, she goes login. And I was like, yes, I can help you. And so I did. And we figured it out. And then before I was leaving from her class, she's like, you know, one minute, please. And then she pulls out of her backpack, this little crocheted bunny and she hands the bunny to me. And I was like, Oh, "Oh, it's so cute. Like, Oh, and then I go to hand it back to her and she goes, no, it's for you. Again, she's speaking all in Russian or a mix of Ukrainian Russian. She's like, no, it's for you. And I was like, for me. And I said like a present and I'm speaking in Russian back to her. I said like a present for me. And she goes, yes. And I made it myself. And I was like, Oh my gosh, you made it yourself. And I turned to the teacher who was in the room. I'm like, she made it. (laughs) And then um, she goes, yes, it's for you. And then my heart just melted because here's this child who Mm -hmm. was taken. She wasn't taken from her parents, but her parents are still in war-torn Ukraine. And here she is out here, just celebrated Ukrainian Independence Day. She was very weepy, right? It's an emotional thing because she can't be back in her home, in her home country. She's in this foreign place with, we are a weird country (laughs) to people who are used to other spaces. And um, we just, yeah, we have, we have our own flavor out here. So it was just very touching that she made this little, well, she had made it before, but she brought this like crocheted bunny to me. And then she showed me her Insta where she like put pictures of her other animals that she's made. That's really cute. And so then this other teacher, we were both like, hey, it's Ukrainian Independence Day to each other. So the other teacher went out and got her some pastries. (laughs) And she's like, there's a Danish bakery across the street. And I was like, yeah, Danish, Ukrainian. (laughs) 
<laughs> and I like truth be told the night before Ukrainian independence day, I was, I was Googling. I was like, where are there Ukrainian places around here? Like how do people celebrate Ukrainian independence day? And then they, you know, I started looking up like the food and the beverages. And I was like, I do, I did not plan well. I do not have time to make this. Like there's this drink, especially it's a non-alcoholic fruit drink, but it, you put a lot of fruit into it and it requires boiling and this and that. And I was like, it is 11 o'clock at night. I do not have time to make that for her. So I was really delighted when this other teacher said, I could just run across the street to the Danish bakery and got her some, some treats and box them up. And then she made this little sign that had the Ukrainian flag on it and said it was from this teacher and me um, for this student and her sister. And we presented it to her and then she broke down crying, which then made me have to leave the room. Cause I'm like, I can't right? like, I'm, I'm weepy too, but I like, <laughs> I'm going to be strong for you. And so that was just all very special. That is really cool. Especially since I mean, it's already very traumatic. She's not with her parents. Mm-hmm. Her country is in turmoil. I think it's amazing that they were able to get her and her sister out of the country. I know. And to not be able to connect. I know it can be very isolating when you're in another country and you don't understand the language. And there are other ways to communicate. And that's what I tell my parents if they have children who are nonverbal or their speech is impacted. But I think that's amazing too that you're trying to connect with her so that she can maybe start to not only connect, but work through everything. That's just a lot. It's a lot. It is a lot. I'm intrigued by the whole process of like coming here and learning languages and trying to assimilate. I also think it's really cool that you took the time to want to connect with her. I feel like I've met some people and educators who would take that time and then others who wouldn't. And they seem more frustrated by having students who are not fluent English speakers or who may, who have come from different places. So I think that's really cool that you and your team, or at least some of your team are willing to try and do that to help her assimilate. Yeah. And you know, for some, they see it as uh, extra, like they have to translate things and it's more work. But for me, it's like, it's of nothing, right? Like it, it is no big deal to be a support for this human, um, and understanding. I mean, I don't understand because I haven't lived it, but to have a little bit of empathy and try to understand her situation and the feelings around it and to try and provide a little bit of comfort and some comic relief. I am sure when she like, hears my broken Russian, but she's, she's so great. And that's the Google translate things comes into play because she'll speak so fast. And I'm like, wait, 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 slow down, slow down. And then she'll say a word. And I'm like, I don't know what that means. And then she'll pop it into her phone and then show it to me. And I'm like, Oh, Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. That's really cool. Yeah. She's a sweet kid. That's awesome. I feel like we've been kind of all over the place today, but I just want to say thank you to all of you as it literally is getting dark. It is. And we have not turned on the lights. No. Well, cause it'll, it'll make noise if I get up and go turn on the lights. You know what Carl Jung says? What's that? He says the gold is in the dark. Mm. Yeah. There's also a roomy quote that says, Oh, I'm going to butcher it, you guys, but I'll see if I can find it. But it's like the light comes out of the wound. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Similarly, right? Like Young is like, don't just shove down your quote unquote negative feelings. Um, You need to feel the feels. I just had this conversation with a child the other day. (laughs) It's okay to feel the feels and don't let anyone tell you otherwise. If you stay there, you know, for a while, then that gets concerning. But the gold is in the dark. Like we have to feel the feels and work Mm -hmm. through them and, and at least acknowledge them and validate them before we can heal and move on. Yeah. My therapist has been really helpful for me in 
as I'm trying to coach Buddy and have him express his emotions and try to do it in a healthy manner. And then he's like, my therapist will say, okay, you can call it emotion what it is. Tell him he can sink into it, validate it. And he's like, and also just reassure you're not bypassing the feeling, but you're reassuring that it will be okay. Versus just being like, ah, stop it. Like get over it. It's fine. Yeah. You're not hurt. It's fine. Pick yourself up, dust it off. Yeah. That's our PSA. Are we ready for the Sean T. Wyman joke of the day? Yeah. So you guys, it's funny, like being back in school now, my brain is working in ways that it hasn't for a long while. Like I don't have to use the same brain when I go to my mom's pool and veg. (laughs) It's very different. And so I'm, I'm very tired on, on many levels, but you know, guys, I have been getting up early and getting to school like six 30 ish for the last few days. It's very impressive. I don't even know who I am. I don't know either. But my brain being tired, I'm like back to writing everything down again. Like I had to write down for the orientation, we were supposed to wear a certain t-shirt. So I had to put that in my calendar. And then I had to be at school early. So I had to put that in my calendar just as all these reminders of things I have to do. Like I always put in that I'm going to the hairdresser. Sometimes I put it on the wrong date and then that's a fun issue to have to sort out. But yeah, with back to school, like I went and got my hair did. Alexandra and I went to the One Republic show. I was going to say concert, but that, that <laughs> I think you call you. it show anymore. Yeah. I had to put in my phone when I was leaving Alexandra's one night that I had to stop at the store two minutes from her house and buy almond milk. <laughs> she did. Mm-hmm. I mentioned that I have the school contract and I went and I spent six hours there and I was, I was done for the day. I couldn't function after that. And we still had like three more things we had to do after once I picked up buddy. And I was like, I don't know what this working thing is that people do, but <laughs> six hours is very exhausting. Yeah. And I'm the projector. <laughs> you are. And I worked way more than two to three hours today and I'm feeling it. <laughs> you are. I worked very hard today. Yeah. But speaking that I of the fact that I went and got my hair did, this joke relates to that. Are you ready for it? I'm ready. And STW, this is for you. Why are hairdressers always on time? Uh, I don't know. Why are they always on time? I just had to put, pull the book like a foot and a half away from <laughs> my face did. so I can see it. So I can see the answer that I already know. All right. Hairdressers are always on time because they know all the shortcuts. <laughs> mm-hmm. So dumb. Mm-hmm. Also, I'll say it because it's gotten darker and we're sitting awkwardly in a corner mm-hmm. of my dining room in the dark. That might also be why you have that to could be. Put, the, put the book. But I did one. have an eye appointment and I'm getting glasses soon. So I'm very excited about yes. that. We'll have to snap a picture of that sometime. Snap. All right. It was so great to chat with y'all today. Thanks for tuning in. Reach out to us. We'll put in all our contact, leave a review, subscribe, go to our website, yeah. Russian sisters. I was going to say at gmail.com. No, that's our email. That's our email. That's how you can get a hold of us. Leave us a review and subscribe so you know when episodes drop. That'll be cool. Yep. Absolutely. We'll chat soon. Hope you have a great week. We love you. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Russian sisters. To connect with them, go to therussiansisters.com. Produced and distributed by the Sound Off Media Company. Come on a journey like no other, where you will discover many roads that will lead you to a happier, healthier, and more stress-free life. And the beauty is, you don't need any vacation time for this adventure. The journey will come to you. Join Avery Rich on your very own journey into yoga, Along the way, she will demystify yoga poses and guide you into a yoga posture or short sequence, all in less than 15 minutes. 
You have nothing to lose but stress. The Journey into Yoga podcast. It's not for people who like yoga. It's for people who don't like yoga. Follow or subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at AveryRich.com. Kids, I'm your eager beaver. And I'm Mr. Grizzly. If you love politics or hate politics, then have we we the perfect perfect podcast for you. The True North Eager Beaver. Incisive political commentary. We keep you up to date and give you the political and media literacy you seek. To help you cut through the bovine fecal matter. Facts first. Sound analysis. Sometimes I growl. Sometimes I sass. We impart civics and build community. And we share some laughs along the way. Being informed and engaged has never been more fabulous. Or sexy. Catch us on, on the Dean Blundell, Blundell Network. Network. Or on our YouTube channel. Or wherever you get your podcasts. Because, because democracy, democracy is, is something, something you do. do.